Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Globus Theater. With you as always, of course, is uh, myself, Griff, and uh, Tim. Hello. Hello. And, um, you know, today's episode is going to be uh, about Treasure of the Four Crowns, and Murray's got a, a pass with this movie that we all need to hear about. Uh, yeah. This. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say this movie is a very deep cut. This, this, it's it's impossible to find. It's, it is. I mean, it's really hard. And and that's that's why you come to, to us. You know, if you want if you want like as like a surface view of what the '80s were like, go watch Stranger Things. <laughs> we, I mean, it, it's an all right show, but it's overrated. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but it's overrated. Oh, okay. But if you yeah. want some deep cuts, you come here, and they're, it doesn't get any deeper than Treasure of the Four Crowns, filmed in Supervision 3D. Yeah, and it was fantastic. I got. Yeah, I wanted to tell you, Grip. I don't know why what was in the water in the early '80s, but between the like '82 to '84, there was a big boom in 3D movies. You had Friday the 13th 3D. You had Jaws 3D. You had this. Yeah. I don't know why it happened, and it went away as quickly as it came. And I just want to point out, Canada did another 3D movie coming at ya. So this was just this was a thing to do. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was it was the hot. Well, you know, Golden Globus was about what's hot at the moment. They really so were. as soon as a, a successful 3D movie came out, I said we got to get a 3D movie. Yeah, and this movie literally face fucks your eyes with 3D. And they were smart enough to to double rope you in here because they 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 pull some very fast maneuvers here to get your eye attracted to one thing, also the 3D thing. But I I'm not going to tell you what you thought as a child. So. Well, let me tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. You don't need to ask. <laughs> yeah. I this movie did. came out in 83. <laughs> so I probably would. I would have been. Probably. I would have been nine years old at the time. And I can remember vividly the commercials for this movie. And and it blew my fucking mind. And all my friends at school were like, we have to fucking see this movie. And guess what? None of us saw this movie. <laughs> and it just disappeared in the, in the mists of time. Like, I, I don't ever remember ever being played on cable, ever. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen Clash of the Titans 50 million fucking times. I've seen, you know, Poltergeist 50 million. Like, this movie just disappeared. Yeah. And I forgot about it for 30 years. It could have been bought for a song, but nobody wanted to re-air this movie. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> We'll get into that later, but so yeah, so thirty go thirty years. Fast forward thirty years later, I don't know what I don't know how it came in my head, but I stumbled across it on the internet, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's that movie!" From you know what it probably was. Sometimes I'll get those. You ever see those like? They're like DVDs where it's just like grindhouse trailers yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where I saw it, and I was like, "That's that movie!" Yeah, yeah, right. So I like rushed. Out. I fortunately, if you do want to see this movie, it's available on Amazon. It's in like a really cheap oh, yeah. kind of four movies for yeah. the price of one. Kind you're of not thing. you're not gonna find it solo unless you find a VHS copy because I believe that was the only like official release. Yeah, I mean, and the no. copy I have is grainy as fuck. I mean, it's a really and but. I got to say, man, after watching this movie, I so wish I could see this in 3D. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, it literally face fucks your eyes with 3D. They do not stop. It's relentless 3D. It just hammers you with 3D. If 
I knew whatever technology it took to like take the original 3D cut and re-release it. I don't know if it's a limitation of like the film or something because I doubt the VHS copies 3D either. No, I don't think. I, v- no way. No, yeah. no. So I feel like yeah, we'd have to somehow resurface that technology. Uh, yeah, well, if I want to say if it does, and it probably will after everyone hears this uh, this podcast, they probably will increase demand to get this on a Blu-ray 3D. Well, for sure. And if they and first of all, if they are, feel free to use my my uh, my my uh, review of it. Face fucks your eyes with 3D. <laughs> Tim from Going Globus Podcast, you can have that for the blurb on the back of the DVD because that's what it does. I mean, if they don't even want to pay you, they can just use your other. They don't have to pay me. They don't have to pay me. They can just. Yeah. I'd be proud to have my name put okay. on this Blu-ray okay. thing. So, without further ado, we bring you Treasure the Four Crowns. You've seen Raiders, Star Wars, Aliens, and Close Encounters. But you are about to experience a totally new dimension in entertainment. Forged from the wealth of kings, source of the magical powers of good and evil. Unleashed in the hands of a madman. Now, five daring heroes defy the odds in a deadly quest to capture the greatest prize of them all. Go for it. Treasure of the Four Crowns. to blast you out of your seats. Now, Tim, so far uh, for our first two episodes, you've been the one with all the lucrative offers from... You know, various products to advertise on our glorious I podcast. I told you we're era. blowing up. We're I mean, just, people, I'm bad. I'm like, I don't know. I don't have time for you. So, I mean, I, I felt my share of that. I was just walking down the street the other day, uh, and out of nowhere, I come across a hot dog cart. And being a hot dog enthusiast, I was like, yes, I need to stop. And I, I, I met this gentleman. Turns out to be a fan of our podcast. Really? Uh, I don't know how he got it because I said, oh, you're a fan of our podcast. And he said, what's a podcast? But lo and behold, he started just talking about BC Rich Warlock. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit, he, he does get this. Um, but uh, so he gave us some some a, a really nice kickback here. Yes. Um, that uh, I was willing to, you know. Plays. He, as he long as you pay commercial. us, we'll put let's we'll put it out there. As long as you pay us, we'll put whatever product you want on this podcast. So You're, you have no integrity. 
we got a sweet deal, and I said, come on over. Let's record something for you real quick. So well, I'm eager to hear it. Without further ado, I uh, introduce Hydrophil's Hot Dogs. Hey there, Hydrophil here with Hydrophil's Franks, and I gotta tell you, we're all aware of that human condition, that hot dog-sized hole in each and every one of our hearts, and I gotta tell you, Phil's got the Franks to fill that hole in each and every one of our hearts. So come on down to Hydrophil's Franks carts bets are spread across the metropolis areas. Now, just remember, no ketchup or mustard. Them's the devil's lubricants. Not only do we have that commercial, we're actually happy to have the proprietor of Hydrophil Franks with us right now. Hey, Hydrophil, how's it going? Hey there, uh, you know what's going pretty well. Right off the top, I want to say Fucking Griff, come on, it's not Hydrophil's Hot Dogs, it's Hydrophil's Frank's Hydrophil Frank here with you. Yeah, Hello. get it right, Griff. Yeah, that, uh, I'm not going to talk about this guy anymore, I'm not going to look in his general direction, in fact. Well, you know, Hydrophil, that's a very exotic sounding name, I mean, first of, can I call you Phil, first of all? Oh, absolutely not, you will address me as Hydrophil, <laughs> because let me tell you, when I was a child, I was beaten with sticks, and I'm a man of 19 years old, and... I got to tell you, beating with sticks is not that fun. So let's go back to the Hydrophil, because as soon as I put the Hydra on the, part first, the first part of my name and then the Phil, people stop fucking with me. I don't know what happened there. Hey, whatever you say. But could you elaborate what the, the origins of the Hydrophil name? Oh, I know. I'm a hot dog man. You know this. I know no, this. No, I just met you, but. Okay, you know this. I know this. I'm a hot dog man. Um, so, you know, I go to the corner of 9th and Headed Pen, I sell hot dogs, I sleep on the hot dog cart to stay warm at night, next thing I know, a couple of guys in, in Golden Green show up, and they tell me, hey, how about you make a couple of grand a day, and we come back and collect the founder's fee tomorrow, and I say, uh, do you guys want some hot dogs with that? And they said, you know, you should call your, what, what's your name? And I say, Phil. And they say, why don't you start calling yourself Hydrophil from now on? And so you can, I left you 40 business cards. You can, you can use those. Pass those out. We will. I hope you do. I need to make some money here, too. Actually, no, I don't. I got all the money I want. What about you guys? No, that's why we're selling. Uh, oh, right. That's right. I forget how business works. Yeah. This is how we make money by spo- having people sponsor our podcast. Because well, we're so nice, we give our podcast away for free. Oh. Unlike some other podcasts. Oh. I can't help but notice you have a, a slight accent. Can you where, – where's it from? Where's it coming from? Well, I forget where I came from. Origins <laughs> and backstories, those are from Marvel. For me, <laughs> some people say it kind of sounds like Chicago. Some people sounds like I fell and hit my head a few too many times. Um, I'm going to go somewhere in between there in Gary, Indiana. Maybe. Home of the Jacksons. Who? The Jacksons. Michael Jackson. Oh, that must have been somewhere between a concussion and like some kind of schizophrenic period of, of mine. I, I don't... Who the Jacksons? Yeah, it, you don't need to know. Okay. There, there it is. One Hit Wonders. One Hit Wonders. Oh, okay. I, I like those kind of guys. Have you ever heard of the Alien Ant Farm? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Let's just move on then. 
move on we shall. Now, hydrophil. Yes. Now, I'm aware of another Hydra. This isn't the Hydra led by Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, is it? You know, I don't know too many names. Like I said, it's just a couple of guys in the green and gold. Uh, at night, though, uh, every once in a while, a limo will pull up and the window will roll down. And a man, bald, scarred, monocle, um, he looks at me and nods. And I usually know, like, that's the code. This guy needs a couple of dogs. Wait, s- wait, 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 wait. Griff. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. What, what's up? Hydrophil works for Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. Well, no, let's just not go naming people here. I don't know if no, I'm... No, 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 no. You don't, you don't understand how important this is. Griff, this, we got we to gotta go to a little backstory. We got to back it up a little bit. How far are we got to go back here? We got to talk about our buddies Jerry and Sean and their oh. podcast. I, I mean, I, I, I guess go ahead. Phil, are you okay with that? I mean, I got I got hot dogs to sell, uh, but uh, go go for it. In case it. you don't know what we're talking about, good friends of ours named Jerry and Sean used to have an X Men comic podcast called the Great Expectation Podcast, and one of their guests, their most popular guest, was a guy named Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. This guy, I. This guy makes or breaks podcasts, Griff. If we could get him on our podcast, we would be printing money. Right. We wouldn't have to even... We we could hire people to do these voiceover readings of commercials. I wouldn't even have to do them anymore. Oh, shit. This is how how amazing this guy is. And now we have an in with Hydra Phil. 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 Yeah. 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 Could you, like, somehow work your magic and get Baron Strucker to appear on our podcast in the future? Uh, here, here's, here's what I'll do. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll give you one of my hydrophil, uh, uh, napkins here. And you can write a little note on there. And when, when, uh, the, the monocle man, that's what I call him because we don't talk about names. And, uh, yeah, they tell me, don't, don't say anything. So I don't say I, I get it. Okay. Wink. Wink. Yeah. Go ahead and write a little message here on this napkin, um, okay. and uh, we can. I'll go ahead and wrap his his dog in there, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, he receives it before he like wipes his face, so uh, then he can read it, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. This sounds great to me. Yeah, uh, I'm okay, but you guys play my commercial, right? Yeah, I got some questions oh, about this oh, commercial. Oh, yeah, I don't. Well, you're not aware. You just met us, but Griff and I have a long-standing argument over hot dogs, and I want to know your expert opinion on on uh, what we're talking about here. Griff claims that there is a way you can actually perfectly grill a hot dog. See, I'm not so much pro-boiling hot dogs, but fuck grilled hot dogs. And let me tell you why. Because... It's impossible to grill a hot dog without it turning into like a hot dog shaped charcoal briquette with one end exploded. That's how they always look. Now, if you could, now if you could make me a hot dog with those perfect grill lines off, like off the picture of Ballpark Frank's, sure. I would eat the fuck out of one of those. 
But that ain't that, that doesn't happen. No, it totally does happen, and I've totally done it before. And I, I mean, I've heard it, that one before. Hey, hey just quick, calm, calm down, okay? Look, hot dog expert here, hot dog <laughs> expert. Um, now here, here's the thing: it's actually a hybrid effort to get the perfect grilled hot dogs. What you see in the commercial is uh, hot on the outside, cool on the inside. Um, that's what I call my second dad. I'm the son of two dads, actually. Um, we'll get into that someday, maybe never, because I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know if I'm going to live for another week. Um, just live long enough for us to get Baron Strucker. Oh, yeah. I'll get that napkin to him. Um, so here's the thing. The secret to the perfect hot dog. I'm listening. Yeah. Don't All listen. Ears. Don't listen to Rachel Ray. Don't listen to the to the bald brown man, uh, Alton Brown, uh, with his bald and uh, his sweater. Listen to listen to hide your fill here. He's got the Franks. You kind of do like a a boiling situation with some onion or a sauerkraut, and then when it's fully cooked through, toss them on the grill for a few seconds. All right. Get that little grill mark. So wait, are you saying you you boil them first and then grill them? Hydrophil does a lot <laughs> of things to a lot of Franks. And uh, I'm not going to talk about that because those are industry secrets. Street secrets, if you will. Because it can't happen. Griff, see, this is what I'm telling you, Griff. Mm. It's impossible. I've seen more unicorns in my life than I've seen perfectly grilled hot dogs. I'm just not buying it. I'm sorry. I just don't think you're listening to Phil here because <laughs> he's telling you that it can happen. He's telling me there's secrets. That sounds like bullshit to me. Sorry, Phil. No offense. Excuse me. Hydra Phil. No Thank offense. Thank you. I was offended, and I'm still offended. I'll still come back. Well, yeah, but, but you, come on. You guys, you put pickles on your hot dogs. How good is that? The Indianians? Oh, I forgot. I keep your 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 subtle Chicago accent keeps throwing me Who? off. Where? I've Chicago. never heard of this place. Chicago. I you, uh, you don't need to go there. Yeah. Okay. No good. That's fine. I all I care about is selling hot dogs. Well, you know what, Phil? I hope you can come the next time you're on. You're going to bring me a perfectly grilled hot dog, and I will enjoy it. I won't just bring you one. I'll bring you two. Yes. <laughs> Can, can we get Phil out of here? He's killing Yeah, me. yeah, Phil. I mean, we appreciate your business. We will look forward to having you back, but it's time to move on to what the people came here for. Okay. Bye-bye. So, great. That was uh, that was, um, that was something. And apparently, something. don't call him Phil. Call him Hydra Phil, because he doesn't seem to like that. Wow. Um, let's get back on topic. Treasure of the four Fran- uh, four, four, hot, four, crown, four, four crowns. Four crowns. I got hot dogs on the brain. Four crowns. Now, in doing uh, in, 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 when I start on a movie, I really like to try to find an article that was like originally written. And of course, these are canon movies, so the greatest of the great are writing about them, including the New York Times. They wrote about. Treasure of the Four Crowns, and they had a lot of meh things to say about it, such as... What? Impossible. Yeah, I know, I know. They're wrong. And we'll, You're damn wrong. We're going to unearth that. I mean, I hate to say it, but fake we news. We're going to rewrite history news. tonight because yeah. you're so fucking wrong. But th- this ha- this writer happened to say it, it comes as close to untouchable as a movie, or close to untouchable as a movie can be. And then... 
this is one paragraph they've written. And then they go in. You mean unwatchable? Unwatchable. Did I say untouchable? (laughs) I can't read my own handwriting. Isn't that great? Unwatchable, untouchable. You know, I think they both work. Um, But then they go on to talk about how their experience at the movie theater was bad. So one paragraph about bad acting and the movie being unwatchable to at the cinema too. Where the film opened yesterday, the audience was nobody's fool. There was as many people playing video games in the lobby as there were as there were watching the screen. Speaking of the screen, this cinerama has gotten so dirty that every scene has parchment texture, which I think was just kind of a feature of the film. Right. <laughs> Maybe looked, he wasn't wearing his glasses. Yeah, idiots. it looked grainy as shit. <laughs> Regardless of whether it's meant to. This theater is the balcony section of a once grand movie house, and its angles are now so sharp that there are many seats from which the 3D effect is totally destroyed. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back in those days, you had to be, like, right front 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 and center. Yeah, Yeah. you couldn't. Oh, even even when they did it modern uh, with TVs, it was front and center. Sit on the sides or way up front, and all you'll get is double vision. This person... You forgot to add, Treasure of the Four Crowns is rated PG. It is much too gory for small children. What? There's nothing gory in this movie. People, let your small children watch this movie. There, there definitely wasn't any gore. There's there, nothing. There's a lot of death, but there's certainly not gore. Yeah, I don't know what that guy... Fuck that guy. Let's give you the real well, review. Well, it's a lady. But... Fuck her, then. I'm sorry. But, uh, I mean, I agree. Fuck her. She, she clearly had an agenda when she came in here. Yeah. She's I like, think, I'm not going to like this movie, and then I'm going to tell you why. I think she was too high on her own uh, position at New York Times. She was like, I have to play down this movie because people will think less of me if I say it's good. Right. Because, you know, Be- she she had a hell of a time, and she yeah. was like... I don't want to imagine what that role looked like for her, but I just think when you're working for the New York Times, you're supposed to be like, look... This movie's shit. This movie's great. So she had to bury this movie to save her career, and that's unfortunate because we're gonna we're gonna resurrect. You know what it that here. sounds like? It sounds like elitism. I well, it's New York Times, isn't it? Elitist. Don't don't get me started. I won't get you started. Well, what we will get me started on is this awesome fucking 3D movie. And filmed in Supervision 3D, supervision. not regular 3D, Supervision. I've never uh, really experienced Supervision until today. And I can't even say I really did because we're watching a very 2D uh, transition to it. Yeah, I just want to say before we start out there, if there's anybody who has like one of those hipster movie theaters, and you could fi- if you can find a 3D print of this, a reel of this movie to play, you will rake in the fucking money. If you have like midnight showings of this... I want to see this in 3D so fucking bad. I would pay upwards to $12 to see this and travel upwards to <laughs> 60 miles. Wow. Yeah, I know. Kind of far, but not too far. I could do it in a day. <laughs> because this movie does 3D right. Because unlike movies now, I don't even know why half the movies... Are- I don't know why 90% of the movies that are 3D now are 3D, because they don't do anything. Well, all modern movies, it was the new thing where it was just like, you might be in a helicopter going through a valley and you get some trees going by, but within the, I was trying to keep track, and within the first five minutes, 
You can't keep track of all the things they point directly at the center center of the camera and, and thrust. That's at what three D is supposed to be. You're supposed <laughs> to be having shit fly at your face constantly. Constant. I don't even like. I've seen. I saw the last Avengers movie in three D. Why I don't know because I didn't get any kind of effect out of it. I. It was, <laughs> I don't get this. People, if you're doing a 3D movie, you need to have shit flying at people's faces. At least a couple scenes. You and can't. some of my favorite right off the bat, because they kick into, they, they give us this beautiful scrawl to set up the movie. And uh, I, I know. Not, nothing to do like with Star Wars at all. This is their original no, idea. No. It's, cool. just a, it's just a scroll going right up the, up the screen. It should have come, went backwards and came for, yeah. towards you, which they did do in the trailer. So watch the trailer. Yeah. But so to set up the movie, we're gonna, I'm going to read what the crawl said. <clears throat> in the universe, there are things man cannot hope to understand. Powers he cannot hope to possess. Forces he cannot hope to control. The four crowns are such things... Yet the search has begun. A soldier of fortune takes the first step. He seeks a key that will unlock the power of the four, four crowns and unleash a world where good and evil collide. Man, that gave, like, I watched the It gave the me chills, and I, I was reading it. Yeah, that gives me chills. The trailer starts out pretty hot, and then it's just probably a minute of uh, nothing but sound effects, Sweet keyboard music, which, of course, our friend Janet didn't care for. Uh, the one reference she made was kind of true, but we'll get into that later. Um, so we open up the movie. Our hero, J.T. Stryker. What would you say, 45, 50 years old? 79, uh, somewhere in that Bronson age group, I'd say. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, yeah go he, that far. he had no business being an action he, star. No. Well, adventure star. Yeah, he he. Like I, I told Griff earlier, he looked like the kind of guy who drives an Iroxy, has a lot of gold chains. And then I asked him to tell me only what an dates Iroxy like was. girls who are twenty. You know the type. So he comes on this uh, ancient castle. He's looking for something. We don't know what as an audience yet, but all we know is three D effects are being thrown at our face very quickly. And uh, the only present danger is to our own face because all these <laughs> objects are popping out of the screen. Uh, yes. But really, the danger is on JT, who's our main hero, JT Stryker. Perfect action movie. That's name. a that's a good adventure name. He's an adventurer. I don't I don't know if this is action really. What are you talking about? Action adventure. Fifty-fifty. We'll go. Over. I think I always thought they were the same thing. Are they, what's the no. difference between action and adventure? Adventure is more like puzzles and like i gotta figure this shit out i, I don't know i never really thought action about is just much. like i gotta shoot people and well, punch but people. action is is jt doesn't punch a single person but if you if you you're doing something you're it by is, definition doing action okay but then drama's an action because you're fucking somebody and you're you know what else do, down. this is boring exactly. let's, let's move on to what we can't talk about so this adventure story adventure. starts he's in a castle Right off the bat, he's immediately attacked by a vulture. A vulture, yes. I think another vulture and multiple vultures and a miniature pterodactyl. Yeah, the pterodactyls are great. I was confused because at first I was like, "Wait, are those the vultures again?" But they were some kind of weird hybrid of it, and they certainly did look like 
Uh, Guys, want to set this up. This first scene is twenty minutes long, and there's not one line of dialogue. Zero. It's just it's straight action. Sure, I call it adventuring. So he he is attacked by vultures and many pterodactyls. Gets away from that. Then there's a scene where he falls through, uh, like the floor gives way, and he's yeah. hanging in there. And then, lo and behold, a python comes out of nowhere. And the thing about this it has movie, nothing to do with Raiders of the Lost Ark, by the way, <laughs> is you watch a trailer of this, and you're like, I think they even point out in the trailer, this is gonna, this isn't your your father's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, they were right about that. Yeah, this is the new generation's later Raiders of the Lost. So the Python comes out, does absolutely nothing, just crawls across. Just him. crawls across, but you could tell he wanted to be like, I hate snakes. But that, that would have been too on the nose. Golden Globes and, is about subtlety, and also they were keeping it. They they decided in the first twenty minutes he literally wasn't going to say a fucking thing, and he kept to that. He kept to that. He really did. So he gets himself out of that adventure. Mm-hmm. And he moves. Then next thing you know, some attack dogs come out. And I was wondering, is this a fucking ancient uh, uh, castle or is it a fucking zoo? Because there's really all was. these fucking animals here. You see, I was thinking this was <clears throat> clearly like one of those situations. Like I, I, I read about this a while ago, where like um, kingdoms would have like exotic pets. Well, this uh, was like a German Shepherd. Is that exotic? No, but. What happens is, like, the dogs ended up infiltrated because uh, wild packs of dogs, they roam, and so they showed up there. So you're saying they weren't there as a precaution to keep people out. They no. actually just found their way in there? Some of the some of the animals, like the pterodactyls and the, the weird vulture things, they were there. They lived there. That was their home. I think those dogs invaded the place. Yeah, I think I, I think know. they were muscling in because it's good structure and they wanted to have a nice. Uh, I don't you know. know. I was just wondering who's feeding these animals because I don't see any people. I don't. Maybe they're eating each other. I was worried. Rats. You know they're eating rats. I'm surprised well, we didn't see a rat. You know why we didn't see a rat? They, they they're all eating the rats. Not. Makes perfect sense. Okay, so I've I've solved this ecology. Let's. Uh... So miraculously, JT makes it out of all these animals. And he finds this this sarcophagus, and so what he does is that's that's coffin for uh, the layman. Yes, thank you. And what he does is he he pulls these strips off his cargo pants, (laughs) and and then he slaps slaps them on top of the sarcophagus, and and then it just explodes. Apparently, he had explosive strips of, of. cloth on his pants wow, you, you paid closer attention than i did yeah i did I, I was having a hard time when they didn't do or say anything for a while there well this is probably 12 minutes into the not saying anything and right? i was more worried about finding rats so he blows up the top of the top of the sarcophagus <laughs> and we find inside there's like a skeleton who would who figures and he's holding a sword so we're like, ah, this is why he's here. He he's, wants the he's, sword. He's got to pick up that sword. But no, he doesn't want the sword. Yeah. What he wants is what's inside the sword. So he opens the secret compartment and, like, the handle of it, and yeah. his key drops out. And then all fucking hell breaks loose. First, skeleton comes to life, throws a gang sign up, does nothing <laughs> else. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> expecting something at that moment, but it was just like, no, and that's another reason I was having a hard time at the beginning of this movie because it was just like they're they're baiting you in and 
nothing. Well, no. Well, then after the the uh, the skeleton throws the gang sign, all hell breaks. What are you talking about? All these crossbows start floating mm-hmm. in the sky. You can clearly see the wires holding all the uh, crossbows in there. They were going for a whole new layer of like, hey guys, we're gonna get you these three effects, but at the expense of wires. I'm think maybe if you were watching with 3D glasses, they became invisible. I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe that was the, maybe. the thought behind it. It didn't work because they were just clear. They were like the thickest goddamn wire. The they piano really wires were. were holding. Guitar wires were holding these things up. I remember the first time, like when I saw, like really noticed the wire. I was like, oh, that's not, that's not hidden at all. That's <laughs> yeah, very obvious. Trying, yeah. And then there's a gun to which shoots JT, and he just brushes it off. You're like, "Holy shit, he was a shot!" <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, whatever." Hey, sixty old men, you know, they can't feel half their body. So, so then, then never mind that. Then fireballs clearly on wires start flying at JT everywhere. It's just, it's, it's crazy, man. Oh yeah, Th- this place is just like coming uh, to pieces at this point. Fires exploding everywhere. So he jumps in the sarcophagus to hide. Yep. Then it stops. He's like, oh, shit. You know, I'm safe now. There's nothing that's going to get me now. Gets out. You remember the scene in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark with, like, the the boulder that's chasing Indiana Jones? I think I remember that. They haven't, like, really used that anywhere else. Well, fuck that. Oh, they whoa, They on. went the extra yard by having boulders on fire well, chasing me, after JT. But there was still only one of them, right? No, I think there was at least two or three. I don't know. I could never keep count of anything because they repeated uh, actions three times. That was their, I guess, a 3D. Yeah. That was their move. Everything that come out, it shout out at you, would shout, shout out, shout out, shoot out at you. Shout it all out. Three times. I mean, it's hard to shoot multiple 3D things, so <laughs> you, just, you just rewind it a second back and, re- oh. you know. So I, I, I got to say, when I counted it, I was up to five. I thought there was five live fire boulders, which makes it five times better than the Indiana Jones scene. And somehow this elderly man got out of the way of them. I well, know. you know, I, he, they try to sell me on the fact that he's agile because he does a flip over a fire. And I... I think that's why I lost track for a little while again because I saw that flip and it basically looked like he was falling forward and then the wires basically led him the rest of the way, but it was the least of it. Or or was it like a stunt man? No. Like a bad like Star Trek cut where they just There we you know, we we discussed this. There is no stuntman in this movie. They did not have the budget. Yeah, I was surprised that the leading man was like next to like explosives through the whole thing. And they, yeah, they, they're like whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. it worked. So it, it worked. It, I it, mean, it, I'll give I'll give JT Stryker credit for that. <laughs> or I'm sorry, as he uh, is billed on the cast here, Tony Anthony, or as I like to call him, Anthony Anthony. Uh, I like to call him Tony Tony Tony. Oh really? I like yeah. to call him Anthony Anthony Anthony. Um, well, you don't know him as well as I do. Oh uh, yeah, clearly. So I go by the formal. So he's got the key. He evades the uh, boulders. He's out of the castle. He jumps out a window. That's right. He did. He and you know I was kind of surprised the camera didn't set up on you know for a glass shattering on you. They did other glass shattering, but that wasn't one of them. I don't remember. Did they do it three times? Like they showed him jump through the window three times? No, because they did. They only do that for the 3D effects. Oh. And this was one they didn't do a 3D effect for. They showed him from the what? back jump through the window. That. that- I know. They dropped the ball. I know. 
That would be the perfect moment for us. Seriously, a if you watch this, if you go out of your way to buy this movie, to watch this movie. Which I recommend. It's only like $5 on Amazon. Yeah. So. You'll very quickly lose track of how many times they've used 3D effects and uh, just start assuming everything. wasn't 3D. your. And when we. The end of the movie, didn't you say it was like 10,732 3D effects? Uh, I was right in that ballpark. Uh, it was that's, maybe 10,731. That's conservative because it was. I, I loved it. That's what I, 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 I want to get my money's worth if I'm paying to see 3D. And they For gave sure. me my money's worth. Sure. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, this is uh, one of those demo DVDs they should use at a store when they were selling 3D movies. Because I had to see a lot of those in past careers. And, uh, yeah, they mostly sucked. It was like, uh, what, was that? what was that Blue Alien movie? Uh, I, I have no idea what you're talking Pocahontas about. Pocahontas ripoff? No idea. Avatar, that's the one. Never heard of it. Okay, yeah, that was basically uh, the the inferior 3D, and that's what they would always show in stores. They should have been showing this fucking movie because people would have been they would have been blown away. They'd be like, "I gotta buy this TV right fucking now. I gotta remortgage my house." Well, I think Griff, that's a thing. That's why we're here. Yeah, it's gonna happen now because we yeah. expose the world to this true. movie. It's true. So I want to get back to. Our man, J.T. Stryker, old, old, old geriatric, geriatric fuck, jumping out of a window, and now the castle just starts exploding. Well, there's explosions. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was the castle. I mean, they didn't have the budget to actually blow up a castle. Yeah. So there's a bunch of explosions in front of the castle. Oh, in front, around, kind of near. But it looks like it's it did. really it looked, close. Yeah, it, was, it looked cool. It was and, better than any CGI explosion. And J.T. does that nice little, like, the I'm jump. The- but I'm falling. Oh, that's right. He did. He kind of. He, he for a second, I was like, I thought he did the cool guy, like slow motion walk away, but he did no, do the jump and fall he, on his he face. He did the jump and fall. But every every explosion looked like it was way far in the background. <laughs> but, but all we need to know is that he walked away with the key, a certain yes. key, the key to the four crowns, the key to four crowns, which leads us to the next stage of the movie where we meet. I don't even remember what his name is, but I've chosen to call him Carl because he, remind, <laughs> he looked and sounded like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger. Carl Bertanananaluski. Exactly. I'm going to say Carl because that's too much. For me Carl Bertanananaluski. You can say that. I'm going to say Carl. I'm going to say Bertanananaluski. You can say Smith. Well, he looked like a more like a younger Carl. Like he, had, he was a little less fat, a little mm. more hair, but he was Carl. Still had the mustache. Still Great had mustache. like the, uh, yeah. So Carl's working for Professor Montgomery who is looking for the four crowns and who hired J.T. Strike. Kudos for you remembering that name. because I looked it up right there on the, oh, on the okay. screen right there. <laughs> so, so this is where we learn what is the four crowns because J.T., he was hired just to get the key. That's all he's interested in. I mean, he doesn't want to be a hero. He's the, no, he's, he's all about the money. He's Han Solo. He's about the money. He's like, oh, he's about the money and he's about... I want to say he's about early retirement because he's ninety four, but clearly. He's well, not he pro- this he probably is like I'm out. Like I, you know, he's a classic Golden Globus hero where he's like I've seen enough shit. I'm out. I'm gonna exactly. retire on this. But so the he did such a great job getting the key. They're like, hey man, we want you to find we we need the rest of the crowns because we need a team. Because, well, let's explain the crowns first. Oh no, okay. there's four. Of them. I guess the you crowns. haven't heard. There's four of yeah. them. Yeah, one. Was apparently like, this is where Professor Montgomery explains the, the powers of the four crowns, which I'm still not sure what they are. Yeah. But 
One crown, according to him, was lost, destroyed, whatever. One crown they have. Yep. And then the villain of the movie has the two crowns. Two crowns. And, of course, they're the... the I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Go, go, just take it... Just go. Just go. <laughs> Let me get so back. Ex- I'm so excited. Back, to, movie, the, back to the crowns. This movie's great. So now that they have the key, they can open one of the crown that they have. So, because in the middle of the crown, there's like a gold ball, and there's a keel. So he turns the key, opens up the ball, and there's like a scroll in there. And I, for the life of me, don't think they ever fucking touch it, acknowledge it, or do anything with it. They're just like, oh, there's a scroll. Big fucking deal. They kind of unwind it a little bit, and then they say, this is what this means! And then... That's it. Yeah, I assumed it was going to be like, like location of the other two crowns. Uh, exactly. But, but I have no idea. So that would have been a great build up. <laughs> well, maybe we should nope. have wrote that. So he explains that the two crowns that they don't have have one contains the power of good, one contains the power of evil. So why are there four crowns? Because apparently you only need two. The other crown, I imagine, is a fortune cookie and just says something like, hey. Remember to look well, positive on a sunny day. The, the crown that they opened was a, technically a fortune cookie. Because it might as it. well have been. There was a fortune well, For fuck's sakes. Yeah. I did see some lucky numbers at the bottom of that scroll. Well, they should. he should have used them because... Yeah, Powerball? Exactly. Yeah. Because if he used power, he won Powerball, he wouldn't even have to go on this next mission. He could have paid... He could have paid Jonas off. So, like, Carl's like, come on, man. You got to, like, uh, help us out. He's like, fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not doing it. JT's like, retirement is four hours away from me, man. I'm done. And then he walks out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's assembling a team. I mean, I thought, movie over. All right. <laughs> Good movie. Golden Globus. Cutting it down a little further than the usual. 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, there, there must have been a scene they cut out because literally he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm working for you guys now. Yeah, it's 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 I'm out of here. And hey, you're not gonna need just me. You need a whole team. Cut to, I'm trying to recruit this guy for the team. Classic. Cut to a very classic action movie trope: the assemble the team part of the movie where we get to know a little bit about their personalities because they're all kooky people they all oh, like eccentric yeah. and they're you know, the done little, you know they were they were like they're all out of it they're yeah like, they're out of the game they were they were very uh significant at you one you know one point. thing that was missing that was the classic in this scene there's always one guy who got burned by the hero but they didn't have that in this one there's like yeah. oh you're showing your face again i'm kind of surprised yeah. uh and sorry to jump ahead but i'm kind of surprised it wasn't uh the lady there I was waiting for that too. I mean, there, uh, yeah. there's a hint. Well, we'll get to that because first we got to get the first member of the team because the it was going to involve some mountain climbing, apparently. The drunk. So his friend, I, I we think he's named Rick. We don't remember, but we're going to call him Rick. So he's living in a, like a mountain chalet, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And he's just he's like on a bender. He's all fucked up. He's like fuck the world. I'm gonna he's, kill he's myself. He's been up there alcohol. for a long time. I mean, JT comes to him and he's just like, hey man, I need you for I, I'm assembling the crew. How about hundred thousand dollars? And he's just gruff. And uh, in his, in his gruffness, he uh, he he's just like JT man. Oh, this is a classic line. If it doesn't come in a bottle, I'm not interested. Because this man is a fucking class You know, You know why he's, we know he's a drunk? Because he's got like three-day stubble. He's got th- three-day stubble, <laughs> which I always have. And I, 
Well, yeah, I guess we need inter- mm-hmm. are we are we gonna have that intervention right now? Yeah, I guess so. Well, later, because I want to talk about this fucking. Okay, movie. good. All right, because I do too. So he's like, you know, I'm out, and he's like, look, I got this key. Look at it, and then the key, everything goes crazy. Apparently, this key, this key is more powerful than the fucking crowns when you really think he about was, it. He like JT busted out like I know how to harness it, and. And he just pulls it out, and the key just starts going fucking nuts. Well, the key starts floating. Clearly see the wires holding the key. Oh, man. And everything in the house starts, like, fucking windows are breaking. Fireballs are fucking flying everywhere. Yeah. Great. By the way, Carl's there. Great reaction shots from Carl. Oh, just close shots of his face. <laughs> just, oh. What? Oh. And, like, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if those were filmed later and they just added the, it on I mean, the key is what eventually inspired, and uh, I know we have a lot of Harry Potter fans out there, but uh, you may be familiar with the snitch, the little golden ball with the wings. The key inspired the snitch. I read that. I, I, would, <laughs> uh, I was very fascinated to find out that J.K. Rowling and whoever directed the movies, that huge makes, fan of Treasure of the Four Crowns. That makes perfect sense. That makes absolute perfect sense. I, I wondered why, even though I hate Harry Potter, I wondered why I was so drawn to that one scene with the floating ball. And yeah, now yeah. I know why. So, uh, so uh, Rick, we come drunk. Rick, he's just like, "Shit, I'm in now." Because that's some powerful what, key what, stuff. As, see, as soon as you see a key I don't, freaking I, out, you're I, just, I don't even. I think once again, I don't think anyone ever agrees no, to join the team. He doesn't. They're just the part of the team. It's the wacky key. It hits the door and starts like lasering its way out, and then <laughs> JT captures it, and then it just cut to next scene. Yeah, because apparently JT. I don't know if he did, but he thought he had some control over the key. Yeah, he did. So he he made he made the key like mellow out. Cut to the next group we meet, next uh, members of the team we need, because we're going to need a strong man, Griff, Oh, of course. And we're going to also need a trapeze artist, because you need a trapeze artist in any kind of heist. Yeah, I mean, we don't know about the security yet, but they know about the security, and they (laughs) know they need a trapeze artist for the security system. Fortunately, JT knows a strong man and a trapeze artist. Are you kidding me? Two birds, one stone? <laughs> yes, and they're very close friends of his, I assume. I don't know. What fucking luck. So JT shows up at this circus, there's, and there's a strong man who is probably, I'm going to say, 92 years old. I, you know what? He's better than Bronson <laughs> in every single Fuck way. Fuck you, you motherfucker. I can't believe you said that. The strong man looks like he has been through the fucking ringer and back he's seen the ends of hell and walked back and been just like tormented the whole way this is a man with like gaping scars on his face that were not cosmetic at all they were real scar this is a real real action hero that probably has never been casted in another movie in his lifetime i love the strong man i'm first of all i'm still recovering from that slanderous shit you said about you Charles are. bronson mm-hmm well, let's assume for the sake. I mean, first of all, it's a movie, so let's just, you know, it's not. It's make. All right. So we'll all assume right. this guy actually is strong. <laughs> and then, and then he, even though he's ninety years old, he has like a twenty-year-old daughter yep. who is a trapeze artist, and we know that because they show her on a trapeze, which probably looked amazing in three D. Oh man, it would have looked amazing in three D. So he's once again because he's Socrates. By the way, is a strong man's name. Liz is his daughter. So Socrates is like, JT, 
I'm out. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. You know, you know about my heart. I have that heart problem. <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, man, just one more time." He's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in." Well, he asked him, "How much money?" No, that's true. And he's like, "A lot." <laughs> he's like, "That's all you had to say." Fuck my heart condition. I don't even care what the figure <laughs> is. You said a lot, relative term, but. Fuck now, it. And that was, now there's this. We're left with this scene. I don't know. Maybe I read too much into it. But there's a clown, and he's really upset that Socrates is going to go on this mission. And Socrates is all, "Hey, man, I'm out of here." And he's like, "Your heart." Yeah. What about it? And he said, "Okay." And then he looks. He, and then he becomes a sad clown. He's like, "Look, I'll tell Liz about it." And maybe I'm reading too much, but I got a real like gay vibe from these guys. Like, you really a couple, did. okay? Uh, and he was like, "Hey, man, I love you. I don't want you killing yourself for some stupid mission because JT's always coming around with his dumb missions." I I wasn't sold on it, uh, but it took you one whole minute to convince me that <laughs> yeah, that was actually the relationship that was happening there. So uh, I mean, I'm happy for Socrates that like later in life he found the strength to come out and yeah. have a happy relationship. Well, did he come out? But well, he had a relationship. I mean, he had like, a relationship. Obviously, he, Liz, if Liz is his daughter, which I believe he is, he was hiding in the closet. All right? okay. He was like living a straight life. Good point. Good point. Those, oh. and, then, and, I, and I'm also proud of JT for not having any issue with that. He's like, hey, I don't give a shit. Nobody I care can... about what you can do. Exactly. Not who you are. I need to leverage you for money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't do whatever the fuck you want as long as you can get what I need. Exactly. I need you to sacrifice your body, possibly, for a very, 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 very dangerous mission, which brings us to the plan. Exactly. Every great heist movie has to have the plan. And this is like a fucking Ocean's Eleven type plan. That's a movie, right? But, but better. Where they wear tuxes and, like, raid someplace. I've, I, it sounds familiar. I don't yeah. Know. Okay, good. Because the stakes... Way higher than raiding a casino. That's stupid. Well, yeah, fuck yeah. Thank God Professor Montgomery. Well, everyone was assembling team. Professor Montgomery was working on the most elaborate. Holy shit. Like, like what do you call it? Like scale model all of I, the temple they need to break into. All I know is I want that guy to be my dungeon master for my next Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons sessions. Because that fucker, <laughs> he built up the best 3D model, mini scale <laughs> of this fortress that... I don't know how he fucking knew about it, but it's brilliant. He, he even had like sensors for. He knew the where the room. security <laughs> guards were. Well, yeah, well, because I, they 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 explained somebody because what? Oh well, yeah, I yeah. think we need to get into the villain at this point. We got to explain. It. I, I guess his name's Brother Jonas. I call him the Zigzag Man because he looks like the Zigzag Man from the Rolling Paper, uh, Rolling Paper logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the beard. He's got the weird kind of hood. And he's what's happening is he has the two crowns. But I don't think he knows what he really has. Because he's happy. He's content. Because he's apparently he's just a petty crook. He's like Charles Manson. He's a petty crook who developed this cult. And he's happy just being a cult leader. He doesn't yeah. really even give a shit about... Well, he does and he doesn't. He cares yeah. enough that he has this elaborate security system. But he's not doing anything with the crowns. I don't think I, I don't know how that security camera came into place or security system, I'm sorry. Um, because he really doesn't seem to give a fuck about his security system. He's all about like he's got his armed guards who is just like people he converted that he puts in these cool masks and has guns and patrolling the castle. But 
he's more interested in making sure he converts. And a lot of the people we end up seeing later on are just women. It seems like he's well, just yeah. If you're starting a cult, that's yeah. Crazy. It seems like he's really just trying to get a bunch of women. Yeah, it's like it's a Harvey Weinstein situation. <laughs> but <laughs> so uh, so Professor Montgomery learns the layout because some people like you know said, "God, this." fucking zigzag man's crazy and they left the cult so they tell professor montgomery what it looks like they 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 must have photographic memory because it's the exact replica of the real temple that zigzag man's living in yeah so but of course that goddamn temperamental key starts acting up again and fireballs start flying around the room they're in. I don't know where they're coming from. There's a great scene of Liz screaming for some reason. Well, I guess because the shit's flying around. But yeah. it was very, it was, it was overly dramatic scream. Everybody's panicking at this point. More great fucking reaction shots from Carl. Carl just Carl. <laughs> Carl, the true hero of the story. <laughs> true hero. <laughs> I don't know about that, but go on. But JT's like, like, I got it. Grabs the key, stops it again. Well, after it, like, fucking destroys the room, like, all ki- I don't know what happens with this key. They don't explain. This key is magic in some way, aside from just being a physical key that opens up these crowns. It's got some kind of power. Uh, and so he pulls it out again, and it's just like, I got this, and just... It starts freaking the fuck out, and all kinds of crazy shit starts happening. And he's profusely sweating. Did you notice oh, that? Well, yeah, because the key he's holding the key, which I guess is... The, but, I mean, his whole take on the plan is just, yeah, yeah, it stinks. But maybe it'll work. Like, they're trying... They're like, we're risking life or death here, and here's all the security, and here's everything, and it may stink, but... uh that's like, how he what? rolls. He's a devil may care adventurer. He doesn't care. Like I'm thinking up until now, like he's all about retirement. He's clearly not all about retirement. This guy is obsessed with dying. He wants to die. <laughs> he, maybe he likes the thrill of getting close to death as you can. Oh yeah. Okay. I told and then, dude. And then, JT is all about autoerotic asphyxiation. I can tell you right there. Oh, definitely. Maybe that's why him and Liz broke up earlier that's on. Probably why. Well, we never know. They always, they always allude to it. We never like. I was kind of disappointed. They should have like fleshed that out a little more. It was oh, just they definitely. Like, you knew they had some past, but they were cool. They definitely. They definitely did. And they fucked. We know they, that. They they passed over it really quickly. Um. So. What we need to get into... The climax? I want to talk about gadgets, though. Because we get to see them... Their their invasion of this castle is basically walk around the perimeter, and there's this door right here. There's not a security guard really passing by. Carl's going to go ahead and plug in... I, I couldn't believe, you know, Murray brought it up. Like, they had a guy who was in the cult, who left the cult, who told them about, like, the security system. Because it's very elaborate. And this guy had a lot of details. So, Carl has a little device with well, him. Well, did we even explain? The whole point is, the room they're trying to go into, you oh, cannot yeah. touch the floor or the wall. Yeah. Or the alarm will go off. So guess why they needed a trapeze, a mountain climber, a strong man, and, and JT, JT to be JT there. JT was the odd man out. I don't know why yeah. he JT. Yeah, just because he's got courage. Yeah? Sure. Okay. And a will to die. 
So they rig some kind of trapeze apparatus. Well, I want to talk about the fucking gadgets, man. <laughs> well, that's it's... gadgets. I yeah. want to talk about hacking that door. Okay, <laughs> okay. It's all right, just elaborate. Gi- I'm sorry, it's a giant wooden door, and as a person who works with technology. Carl just pulls out a little device. It's a little beep box because there's nothing going on with it. With the couple, well, there's a of... lot going on with it. Okay, you didn't understand. You, it. You're right. I didn't understand. <laughs> and he just plugs it into the fucking door. It beeps. And then he goes, "Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, wait." And JT's like, "Come on, man!" It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's a wooden door. So eventually, it beeps in the right tone, and they're like, "Okay, just push the door open." But well, I, he had to do two doors. That he had to really add the tension. He got the one door, and then he had oh, to do the other good, door. Good, good point. So we get that, and then the they have to come up with this complex like fucking trapeze set across like the. Well, they got to get across the ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling because uh, as Murray explained, uh, you got all pressure sensitive floor. Yeah, pressure-sensitive floor. And walls. Lasers everywhere. Like, they walk into the room. I, I believe, was it at this point that they used the... Yes, they had, like, I don't know what it was. It looked like there was, like, a like a clear credit card, and they looked through it, and they could see, like, this whole sea of, like, laser lasers, beams. yeah. Yet, somehow, did you notice the laser beams never went to the ceiling? So they could do whatever the fuck they wanted yeah. on the ceiling. It's like the laser stopped at six feet, and then it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's no one can be up there. I was expecting, I was disappointed, I was expecting one scene where JT, like, flips through them, like, he goes right, you know. Oh, God, kind of where you get, like, the uh, gymnast right. or something who does, like, the... Like, at that, the very end, like, they ran out of trapeze, so we had to, like, oh, flip yeah. through, but they, we didn't get I that. I would have loved a floor act from JT. I mean, we already <laughs> saw the flip. You, you know he's got the skills. Um, but instead, they go, they shoot to the ceiling, and they have, like, an exposed uh, ceiling beam, and it's a giant piece of wood. It's so, a castle, yeah. So, I mean, it's, like, probably 18 to 2 feet wide by, you know, 18 to 2 feet. It's a huge ceiling beam. So, of course, it's going to support the weight of a bunch of people because all four of them will be suspending from the ceiling beam. And uh, the, the, the for some reason, they have to rappel down. Well, they have to rappel down because there's, like, an electrified fence right in the middle of the room. And, and they need to get beyond that blocking fence. So what is what gadget does JT use? We get use to here? see the third gadget because we've already got to see the trapeze shit, and there's like these weird clamps that they clamp and then they ratchet into the the ceiling joists uh, to set up like the mountain climbing shit. I don't know what to call this gear. I just know there's a lot of carabiners and rope. Yeah. <laughs> so we got JT uh, uh, repelling now, and. Of course, there's that moment where they what is let it, like, him a great lift. 3D scene where he's oh my god when he's coming down yeah, at your camera his, his hands are like the, and I said I was like this is like the long duck dong scene <laughs> when he comes down from the bed and his hair is falling down and yeah it was that um, and he's just like whoa guys remember the remember the exposition of this room like if I touch the floor I'm dead or if I touch the 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 uh, fencing oh yeah right that t- yeah. So, so he pulls out. He pulls out like a fucking stethoscope <laughs> that hooks into these two magnetic wires that hook into another beatbox. Um, I don't know what to call these boxes, so I've literally just been calling them beep boxes because well, that's all they do. Basically, that's all they do is they and they need a lot of time to do. And it. there's nothing written on the boxes themselves to like tell <laughs> us like, oh, this is what is supposed. No, it's just like 
a beep box that beeps, and then there's maybe some lights that flash. So there's these two nodes that a tr- like he puts on the door in some way, and it just he puts them on there. It beeps, and then it opens. Yep, deactivates the fence and opens the gate. So then we get the nice Batman grappling hook, which was probably the least impressive because it's like Batman's done it. But they go because they've gone down now, and now they're going back, back up, up to the so- ceiling, Joyce. And so they're 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 all they're all in on um, all four of them, and Strongman's in the back somewhere. You can, but this, Socrates, you can. He starts like you can tell something's going on with his heart. Right at the worst time possible time. Can yeah. you believe that? He's in the back trying to support everybody, he's make like sure no one little. falls. Yeah. He's... yeah, he's really starting to lose his fucking cool. And we're getting so close to the statue with the crowns. And we need to get those fucking crowns. We need them. We do. They have the power of good and evil. They, they really do. Um, we don't know that. I guess well, we first do of all, I want to talk about the statue. Tell it's like, me it's about it. It's the most it. satanic statue I've ever seen. It's a two-headed goat man with his hands like in a praying position. And it's got a crown on each goat head. And um, so they have to get on this, on this like pedestal. And that so JT's got to get on the pedestal because that is not yeah, like it, wired it, for the And again, sensors. he's got to like rappel down from the ceiling joist to the pedestal. Now this time, is this where... Where, oh, yeah, Socrates, I think, is holding the rope or whatever. And then that's when he has a heart attack. Yeah, he starts, like, freaking out in the back. Has a heart attack, I guess, because so he's he got falls, that heart problem. Like, he falls off the, like, the ceiling joist. He doesn't, he doesn't hit the ground, but he yes. falls well, completely down. Yeah, it's like it's supposed to be like, oh, my God. And, like, it just stops right in the nick of time. Yeah. And, and, then, and then, which causes JT to fall. Fortunately, yep. Rick, the drunk, grabs the rope. Yep. Just as it's about to, about to go out. So he's so right at this moment, Rick is like pinned to the ceiling, like holding onto the rope. Yeah. JT is like inches away from hitting the ground. So is Socrates. Liz is just up there doing something. I don't know. Carl what also just wherever. Oh, yeah. You know, I totally forgot yeah, about Carl. Carl doesn't get a mention at this point <laughs> because he is just. Uh, well, Carl did his job. His job was to get the, the, the his beatbox to open sure. up, to open up the, the door. Carl's the gadget man. Yes. He was. But he was in the middle of all this, and we find that out in a minute, because now JT is right dead front set in front of the statue, and they've managed to outsmart all of uh, Jonas's uh, traps, but the statue has got a lot of traps waiting for them. Fuck yeah, it does. I mean... I don't. I think everybody dies before they even get to the crown. Yeah, like right off the bat, JT touches it because uh, he's trying to put the key into open up the first uh, crown. They don't which, want. Which, the... which, by the way, yes. that wasn't the plan. The plan was to get the. Crowns. I thought the plan was to get the fucking <laughs> crowns. Just lift them off and let's go. Right, and everybody be still be alive. Exactly, but, but JT, as, as the devil may care guy, is like fuck it. I need I'm to do th- shit my way. I need to open these crowns. I got to see. And I need to uh, make sure I get what's uh, what's ever in there. So just um, as he's about to open the crown, it's like something – he hits a, like a tripwire and like this gas hits him in the face. So JT's like out for the count. Right? I don't know if it was steam, gas, something hits him in the face. Yeah. So he's out for the count. So Carl's like, well, I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he gets like knocked back. So all hell's broken loose. And Carl, he's just like, oh, you're not going to get it. So Carl's like, I'll get it. Carl gets up in there, and the statue's like, nah, honey. And then 
two metal snakes shoot out and wrap around Carl. Yeah. And, pinning him to the statue. And that's not bad enough. Yeah, then a snake, like a real snake, jumps out of nowhere. Great special effect. Yeah, great, great it 3D. comes right at the camera. Bites Carl on the face. Kills Carl. And of course they do it in a way where it looks like there's about 94 snakes, but... <laughs> It was just one rubber snake. If you, if you pay close attention, it's one snake. I think he was bit three times. Like They did the three effect on that one. Okay. <laughs> Not only that, but spears shoot up from the floor, kill Rick. Yep. So Rick, at this point, uh, JT and Rip Liz Rick. are the only people left alive. And they're both screaming. So JT, he recovers from the gas, steam, whatever. He's like, oh, well, I guess we tripped all the wire. You know, everything, everyone's dead, so I don't worry about anything. So he opens the crowns. And he's right. The crown's open. Yep. Inside one is a yellow. Going back to Hydra, there's a green oh, gem shit. and a gold gem. Yeah. So he grabs the gems. And then immediately his head spins around not once, not twice, not three times. About 20 to 25 times his head spins around. And, of course, you know, where's where's Jonas and all of his followers at this point? Because, like I said, all hell's breaking loose. They've been busy uh, trying – like, Jonas is trying to convince his followers that, hey, if you leave here, you're pretty much going to die. Like, this person tried to leave here, and she's super sick now, so I'm going to help her out just yeah, to prove she, to you my she's power. Like, she's covered in sores and all this shit. Yeah, and so he, you know, they're going around to the followers, and some of my favorite effects happen here because they start cutting their hair, and they, like, the guards are coming around with their scissors and their ugly gargoyle mask thing, or not gargoyle, just, like, weird demon face thing but they've got like the scissors and they're coming down at the camera with them and then they the tambourines when the tambourines were shaking so the jonas is busy convincing this whole crowd that he actually does have healing power but we get to see after he supposedly like resurrects this girl from whatever illness she had there's some hard winking and like we're gonna fuck later because we're in on this but yeah, it then turns we... out that Jonas is just running a scam. He's like the lamest. He, he has the power of good and evil in a room. Yeah. And he's, and he's, he's a... satisfied just like having a sex call. And he's so busy. Instead of sitting in that room just thinking about the power, he's leaving it unguarded. So you got JT uh, concurrently stealing it. Well, you could it. leave it unguarded because that, he had the most elaborate fucking That got cracked system. like nothing by a drunk <laughs> An old man, another old man, and a trapeze. But the plan, the plan the was plan. so good. And the beatboxes. Yeah. So. Get back to JT. So. JT. JT has alerted enough alarms that finally, after Jonas has uh, shown everybody he has strength, goes, oh shit. You know, the security alarms are going off. We need to get over there. So Jonas invades the room now after JT has grabbed both of the stones and. Uh, well, they've got all kinds of guns, but JT's got the power of uh, good, good and evil. And evil. So, and to illustrate that, half of his face becomes mutated. I'm assuming that's the evil side of these whole. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that until you brought it up. I did. I don't. I'm, this is just a guess. No, I, don't know. I think you're right. <laughs> so, so they're like they come in with machine guns. They're like, "Oh, you thieving motherfucker! We're gonna kill you!" And JT's like, "No, you ain't." 
And then just JT starts shooting flames out of his hands at everybody. Did not expect that. Setting everyone on fire except for Jonas, a.k.a. Zigzag Man, who for some reason just starts crumbling apart. Yeah. And Liz doesn't catch fire. Well, he's not aiming at her. I mean, she's, yeah, she's, uh, but he like the fu- okay. Well, the I'm flo- sorry. Well, the fire is everywhere, and there's also everywhere. there's also once again a num- a number of fireballs on wire, clearly on wires, flying everywhere at people, yep. blowing the shit out of people. <laughs> people are on fire. Jo- Jonah slash zigzag man is just standing there crumbling. JT, you can see JT struggling. He's the, the, the powers of good and evil. Yeah. Shooting flames everywhere. Well, you can clearly see there's some kind of apparatus on his wrist. Oh, where the yeah. Flamethrowers are. It's not even a good effect. But it, I bet it looked fucking awesome in 3D. It probably would have. So eventually, JT does overcome the power of the gems. Or he just drops them. I don't even know. I think he just dropped them. But, well, he, he stopped it. That's all I can say. And then JT collapses, but he's back. His face is back to normal. The fucking... Jonas's guys bug the fuck out. They're like, fuck this. We're out of here. Yeah. So they're gone. So it's just him and Liz and the two gems. Yep. And uh, at this now, point. Now, I don't. I should remember this because it's the very end. Didn't he just say, like, fuck it and didn't even bother picking the gems up? He's like, yeah, yeah, you did. I saw him drop one. Did he drop both of them? I think he did because he gets a call over his radio from yeah. Professor Montgomery. He's like, and did you get the key? Did you get the crowns? He, yeah, he's explaining, like, we need those. We could cure the world. We can do this. How? Do that. Who the fuck knows? Because all I know is you can shoot flames through your hands if you have But these. it might have been, I, I think it might have been a situation where they kept uh, the good stone but dropped the evil because I only remember him dropping one. Mm, I don't know. I think you dropped both, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. You guys be the judge when you watch this <laughs> When you buy the DVD and watch it on you can, your non-3D you can, TV. You can let us know on our, on our iTunes thing. There we go. So he's like, yeah, I, I got it. He's like, we're ready for pickup. There's a, this, this is the thing that bugged me. Okay. <laughs> this bugged you. No, everything else has been totally makes sense. Okay. Up until now. There was a, there's a window in the ceiling right above the statue. Now, obviously, we learned they can walk right into the castle and no one notices them. Right. Why didn't they just break that window, rappel down, and get it there, and they wouldn't have to do any of that trapeze shit? Glass on the floor. Well, you could cut it with a glass cutter and pull it off. Okay. Maybe they didn't have... They had <laughs> they beat boxes, <laughs> but they had... That was, they too, did, yeah. that was too technical. Too advanced. Yeah, that was too futuristic. Yep, too advanced. Anyway, they had no problem breaking it this time because they break it. Hel- there's a helicopter. I guess it was just waiting some, like, five miles away for them. Drops down a line, picks up Liz, picks up JT, and apparently they're just going to carry the li- them. Ride the ladder. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I love that outro. Didn't even bother pulling them up. I, I feel like I've seen that a lot in action movies, and I love that outro. Granted, this is an adventure movie. I love that outro when it's just like you're hanging on that. I would say it was an action movie, but yeah. It was, I, it was I, I feel like that's on my bucket list in life is to it's just. from a helicopter? From the ladder of a helicopter. Oh, fuck that. That'd no. be terrifying. Can, helicopters fuck. crash too much for me to ever even ride in one. As let alone fuck. do that. That would be. I'd probably have a heart attack and fall, but I'd still like kind of like Socrates. <laughs> That's probably why you have such an affinity. So, just when you think it's over, we get a cutaway to a swamp, and hey, you know, there's still a fourth crown out there, but there we get. A, was it like a skeleton pointing at us or something? 
was do you think the skeleton was pointing to the crown? I thought it was just throwing a gang sign. I, I <laughs> it could have been throwing a gang sign. I thought it might <laughs> it have been looked. pointing at the camera, maybe. Um, but I, we, I mean, we had differing opinions about this because I was like, "Oh shit, that's the fourth crown." And you're like, "No, the, the fourth what?" I don't know. We must have watched this different movie. I, what I remember was we're in a swamp. Yeah, and this like swamp creature bubbles yeah. up from the from the water. Oh, it wasn't a skeleton. Okay, no, 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 it wasn't a skeleton at all. It was like a bubbling like swamp. Like it looked like a pile of shit. I don't know. Yeah. If it was like green, <laughs> and then this. Really fake looking snake head like flies out one last time, one last three D effect. Oh for shit! You. I don't remember that at all. And then I that, thought, but yeah, there was no skeleton. It might not have had a. D- <laughs> I don't best. know. I don't know. How I got skeleton out of that. No, it was a snake. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that had something to do with the fourth crown because we know the the one crown had a scroll in it, and the two others had well, the question go- is good and evil powers. So does this one have neutrality in it? Like what's what is what could be contained in the first one? What else one? is there besides good and evil in a scroll? Yeah, what could be the counterbalance to a scroll? Yeah, you know good what I think and was, evil. The perfect way to grill a hot dog, I think, is what was in the fourth crown. If only Hydrophil were still here, he'd probably have a lot to say about that because I, I think he'd be really interested in some kind of gem that help him uh, like up his hot dog game. I'm sorry, Frank game. He would be offended. Yeah, he, he's, he's offended easily. Well, he's a, he's an artist. Yeah, they're, they're volatile. They're sensitive. That's a good point. That was he was he interesting or is he just an asshole? A little bit of both. Okay. I was okay. intrigued. Okay. Well, at least he wasn't a full asshole. That's good. Um, but anyway, so we, 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 we've explained pretty much uh, how you need to go out and buy Charger of the Four Crowns and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, so. it literally, it's less than 10 bucks. So it's, it's, and it's worth 10 fucking dollars to watch. I highly Not recommend it. Not to mention it. you get three other movies with it. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't watch those, but like, hey, maybe they're good. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, hey, the nine-year-old in me was glad I saw it. I'm glad I. The nine-year-old in me was super stoked on the whole high scene with uh, the floor's hot lava shit. Like I love that. Like I was, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna do a whole rappel from the scene. You know, I you, was. You excited. know, we were telling, we were talking about how so many of movies ripped off this movie. Don't you think Mission Impossible ripped off that whole scene? Oh the- my god! Yeah, yeah. All they did was cut Tom Cruise's hair, so it wasn't long when he was like when they did the shot of him like uh, completely at the ground. That's it. That was the only. Well, also he's young. Also he's handsome. Also he's a sign. <laughs> he's athletic. There, yeah, he can They're, act. Yeah, mm, well, yeah. he's a, he's a Scientologist. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what? The, I got a really Scientology vibe off of uh, Brother Jonas's cult too. Yeah. It was more about. Well, I guess he could have been thing an Elrond. Like because the whole thing, if you leave, you know, you'll die. Like, that's kind of like some Scientology type shit. Like they never okay. want you to leave. They want you to give you all their money. I don't. We're, please don't sue us, Scientology, if you're listening to this. I know you're very <laughs> litigious, but this is just this is just my opinion. I'm not saying these are facts. Thanks, thanks for cleaning the legality there. I was going to have to hire uh, Giuliani to help us out otherwise. Um, I want to know, what, what, what are we going to do next? I'm glad you asked that, Griff, because, you know, 180 topic, 80s topic we haven't talked about yet we, is the ninja. We, we definitely got teased about that in Congete. So you're telling me this is a real ninja movie. 
Yes, this was. Some people claim this is the movie that introduced the Western world to the ninja. No fucking kidding. Yeah, of course. What I'm speaking of is the show Kazugi masterpiece, Enter the Ninja. Well, what an appropriate title if this is seriously the movie that introduced yes. ninja movies to America. I know it's like it. It, 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 it was like made that way yeah it was i mean i grew up watching three ninjas so the ninja movie that may have helped spawn three i'm ready i mean i mean i'm being honest with you i had no idea what a ninja was probably until this movie came out i mean really literally ninjas were like i mean in japan they probably ninja we all know that but here in america i had no idea Uh, well because people went fucking ape shit for ninja shit in the 80s i went ape shit for ninja shit but that was probably the early 90s when i can remember well it was kind of passe by then but this is this is a ground floor Shokazugi, one of the most underrated martial artists, guys. We're gonna if you don't know Shokazugi is, you'll wanna know after we talk about Shit. If we don't movie. have you by the first movie, we'll have you by how many how many are we gonna do? Well, Probably a dozen. We're doing all of Shokazugi's <laughs> movies, but the ones that he did for Golden Globus were known commonly as the Ninja Trilogy, in that there were three movies. Shokazugi played a ninja in all of them, and none of them were connected in any yeah. way, story-wise. <laughs> but they were all... they all. This is one of those things where they get awesomer as they go along. Most movies, it's like a great first movie, and then the next couple stink. Yeah. No. The sequel, Revenge of the Ninja, is a fucking amazing movie. Well... But we want to start... We want to give you the roots of the ninja thing first. So we're going to start out slowly with Enter the Ninja... We'll move on up. Yeah, get them hooked, and then and then give them the goods. So, that's the next movie. Watch it. Come back and enjoy our review. So we'll see you next week. Keep it warm. Bye bye.